at all times his praise be in my mouth I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually his praise shall continually his praise shall continually be in my mouth amen let us pray eternal father the father of our lord and savior jesus christ it is again, Heavenly Father, that we humbly yet boldly come before your throne, giving you praise, giving you glory, giving you adoration, for you are God and besides you there is none other. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us another day in the land of the living. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for food on our tables, clothes on our backs, shoes on our feet, little money in our pocket. Father, you, you have been so good to us. Thank you, Father, for salvation. We thank you, Father, for grace. We thank you for mercy. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. Father, again, we ask that you forgive us, your little children, of our sins and iniquities, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us, Heavenly Father. We ask that you use these earthly vessels, Father, to do your good, pleasing, and perfect will. We are yours, Father. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is worthy to be praised, is worthy to be adored, is worthy to be honored. Father, we realize that you are in your holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before you. Speak, Father, for your servants, your people, your children, in the four corners of the earth are here to hear what your spirit has to say to the church. We thank you in advance, Heavenly Father, because we are trusting that you are going to say something, you are going to do something that will be marvelous in our eyes. Thank you, Heavenly Father. These and all of the blessings we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray that God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.
our Lord and our Savior, our soon coming King. Uh, he was, he is, and he is to come. We thank God for each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well, wherever and whatever season this broadcast is finding you. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We pray that you all are blessed and highly favored, that uh, God is doing even greater things. He wants to do great things inside of you. God wants to do great things inside of me. He just wants us to allow him to do what he wants to do. We are his. You know, we are God's property. You know, God wants you and I to consent to his doing whatever he wants to do to us, through us, and for us. Children of God, we're going to take a look at the book of Luke chapter 19 today with a special focus on verse 10, Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. We're going to work from a simple topic today, seek and save the lost. Seek and save the lost. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. Again, Father, we thank you for being who you are and doing what you do. We give you all glory, Father. We don't praise and worship you enough. All the great things that you do to us and through us and for us. But Father, the little bit that we do know and the little bit that we are aware of, hallelujah, glory to the most high God. Father, as we study to show ourselves approved unto you, we pray that you will make us workmen who need not to be ashamed. But Father, help us to rightly divide your word of truth. These and all the other blessings, Father, we are asking and we are touching and counting done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May God's people say amen and amen. Seek and save the lost.
one of the most important things in our lives, brothers and sisters, is our purpose. Our God-ordained purpose. I, I, you know, each one of us will stand before our Creator and give an account of the deeds that we have done while we were in these mortal bodies. Each of us, black, white, young, old, rich, poor, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, we're going to stand before God. Now, you may not want to think about it, or I may not want to think about it, but that is a reality that you and I cannot escape, even if we try to run from it, even if we try to pretend as if it is not the case. We have to stand before our creator. And one of the things that is important for you and for I to understand is that we were made, we were formed, we were fashioned by this creator. He made you. He made me. He formed you. He formed me. He fashioned you. He fashioned me with purpose in mind. In other words, God knew before he formed you and me in our mother's womb what he wanted us to do in this life. A prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. May it not just be God knowing what he wants you and me to do in his life, but may you and I find out from him what he wants us to do in this life. A lot of people are going to be standing before God on judgment with tears in their eyes because many individuals are going to find out that they didn't do much of any of what God wanted them to do. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, take the time, no matter how much time it takes, find out what God wants you to do, what God created you for in this life, and then work at it wholeheartedly with all of your might. God made you for something. God made me for something. And he knows exactly what he made us for. Now, oftentimes we don't know. And that's why you see people involved in a whole bunch of nonsensical activities. Because a lot of times people don't know. They haven't taken the time. They haven't sought the face of God to find out what did God put them here for. My prayer for you. My prayer for me is that we will not only find out, take the time, the energy, the effort to, to hear from our creator what he has put us here for, but that you and I will work at it. Once we find out why we're here, may you and I work at it wholeheartedly as if unto the Lord. God made you 
my brother, my sister, God made me for a reason. You are not just here to do whatever. You and I have been created by our creator with a specific purpose in mind. A lot of people listening to this broadcast, not happy with their life, not happy with the way things are going, not happy. A lot of that is because you're not operating in your God-ordained purpose. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, operating in your God-ordained purpose, you will find more joy than you will know what to do with. You will find more happiness. You will find more peace. You will find, listen, when you and I tap into the our God-ordained purpose, that's when we tap into the abundant life that Jesus Christ came that we might have. Jesus Christ said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. A lot of times, individuals not having the abundant life, depressed, got to take a Xantax, don't feel, just don't feel good because they haven't tapped into their God-ordained purpose. My prayer for every soul under the sound of this voice, tap into your God-ordained purpose. See, see. And what the Lord is bringing in my spirit now, there are a lot of forces at work in this realm that we find ourselves in that are trying to keep you and I from our God-ordained purpose. Oh, man, the adversary and his children will use family, will use friends, will use money, We'll use power, we'll use prestige, anything to keep you and I away from our God-ordained purpose. Because when we are in our God-ordained purpose, Satan's kingdom suffers. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we operate in our God-ordained purpose so that Satan's kingdom will suffer, so that Satan's kingdom will fall. May you and I operate in the very purpose in which our heavenly father, our creator, our maker, our sustainer has made us for. God made you for something. God made me for something. God made you to say something. God made me. To say something, God made you and me to do something. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. There is nothing quite like you and I operating in our God-ordained function. Our God-ordained purpose. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? As we look at our select scriptures from today, Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, Jesus met with a man named Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus (coughs) was considered a sinner by the people, didn't have a great reputation by the people, not 
thought to be worthy of too much by the people. But Jesus said, I'm going to stay at your house. <laughs> Jesus said, look, in spite of what people think about you, in spite of what people say about you, in spite of what people believe about you, Jesus said, I'm going to stay at your house. Look at verse five. Jesus said, I must stay at your house. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice today. May Jesus make the decision to stay at our house. See, whether it's our physical house or whether it is our physical body, may God make the decision to stay at your, may God make the decision to stay at my house. Jesus told Zacchaeus, for, for, for whatever reason, Zacchaeus didn't have the best reputation. Zacchaeus was not looked at highly by men and women. Zacchaeus was thought to be something. But the Lord said, I must stay at your house. I, the Lord said, I, I have a blessing, especially for you. I want to encourage you. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to today. God has a special blessing for you. Now, watch this now. And the Lord says, Robert, you had to deal with this a little bit. Go back to verse 1, Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Bible says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. In other words, Jesus didn't have plans of all of this at Zacchaeus' house and with Zacchaeus. And it, that wasn't his plan. But the Bible says in verse two, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. We, we, we bless God. You say, apostle, what is the significance there? Zacchaeus thought that all he was going to do was catch a glimpse of Jesus. See, But Jesus said, come down. I must stay at your house today. In other words, Zacchaeus received much more than a glimpse of Jesus. Zacchaeus received greater level of blessings from Jesus. My prayer for you. My prayer for me, I look every day, some of you all that that come into this room on Facebook, you'll just come in, look for a few minutes, then, then some of you go. My prayer for you that are just trying to catch a glimpse, may you receive an even greater blessing from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, than just a glimpse. Zacchaeus was just, just wanted to catch a glimpse. He just, I just want to see Jesus. Zacchaeus had no idea that Jesus was going to tell him to come down and that Jesus was going to tell him that I must stay at your house. And that he had no idea. He was just trying to catch a glimpse. 
So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. You and I can be blessed. Even though we were coming to Jesus for something small, we can be blessed with something much more. Zacchaeus was coming for a glimpse. Now the Lord is staying at his house. Bible says in verse six that he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Now, all look at verse seven. All the people saw this and began to mutter. Now, now I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Don't let people's muttering. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Discourage you or dissuade you from moving on with the blessings of God. People were muttering. That means people were, were backbiting and saying all kinds of nasty things behind uh, Zacchaeus's back. And they were even saying all kinds of nasty things behind Jesus's back. But listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. Don't let the muttering of people discourage you from the blessings of God. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you have not gone further with blessings that God wanted to give you because you were concerned with the muttering of the people. What is my family going to say? What is my husband going to say? What is my wife going to say? Who cares? What's more important than the muttering of the people is the blessing of God. Zacchaeus said, look, I don't care about your muttering. I want to receive my blessing from God. I want to encourage you, my brother, and encourage you, my sister. I don't care about what people have to say and what people think and what people are muttering. You get your blessing from God and keep on stepping. Zacchaeus stood up. Verse eight and said to the Lord, Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. See, understand this, and the Lord is dealing with me on this true encounter with the Lord, whether you're black, whether you're right, white, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're young, whether you're, when individuals have had a true encounter with the Lord, you're not going to be able to stop them from giving. Listen, you don't have to discuss with people that have really had a true encounter with the Lord about giving. That is something that goes along with a true encounter. True encounter is just going to spur you and I to give. I, I don't even ask no questions about that, uh, 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 about people, whether they've had a true encounter with God. Because people that have a true encounter, they, they are going to be uh, automatically, they're going to be unctioned to give. You're not going to be able to stop them from giving. When you see people that don't want to give, you know, these people don't really don't know God. They really don't know the kingdom of God. I had to tell one individual the other day. I said, you just dealing with rebels. When you got individuals that don't want to give to the kingdom of God and don't want to, these are individuals that don't know the kingdom of God. Zacchaeus had an encounter with the Lord. And the first thing he did, he didn't talk about preaching. 
He didn't talk about teaching. He didn't talk about this. He talked about giving. He said, look, look, Lord, here and now. He said, look, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait till Sunday. I'm not going to wait till the, 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 here and right now. Zacchaeus said, I give half my positions. When you and I have truly had an encounter with the Lord, giving is automatic. You, you, you and I are in a true encounter with the Lord. You and I will be spurred to give. Spurred to give to the poor. Spurred if we have cheated anybody out of anything, uh, pay it back. And, and, you know, spurred if we owe individuals, be spurred when we've had a true encounter with the Lord. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice is that if you haven't, have a true encounter with the Lord. There's certain things. Listen, there's certain things when we have a true encounter with the Lord that don't even have to don't even have to be discussed. Don't even have to be debated. Don't even have that's just automatic. That just comes along with the spirit of God. Being inside of you and inside of me, there's certain things that just just come along with the spirit of God filling us. Zacchaeus said, "Right now, Zacchaeus said, 'I'm not. I'm not trying to wait till we get home, Lord. I'm not trying to wait till you get to my house.' Uh, Zacchaeus said, 'I'm ready to do it right now, right, right now.' Jesus said to him, now remember, now now remember something, children of God, because the Lord is, is dealing with me in regards to this now. Zacchaeus was just trying to catch a glimpse of Jesus. But because of his tenacity, because of his persistence, because of his willingness to give and willingness to to pay back those that he may have cheated at, because of these other, he was just trying to catch a glimpse. But because of all of this other stuff that was in him and in his heart and, and things, he received much more. My prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice. May you and I receive much more from Jesus than what we intended. May we, some of us may have just been looking for uh, something to eat. May we receive much more. Some of us may have just been looking for a job or, or a husband or a wife from the Lord. May we receive much more. Zacchaeus was just looking for, was just trying to catch a glimpse. He was just trying to see over the crowd. He was a short man. He couldn't he couldn't see. So he went, ran ahead, climbed a sycamore tree to see him. Now, Jesus is saying salvation has come to his house. He came just to see, but he's going away with salvation to his house. My prayer for you. 
Some of you just came in, just want to see Apostle Brown. I just want to say, may salvation come to your house today in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because the this man too is a son of Abraham. And then watch our crescendo, if you will. Jesus, look, I understand my God-ordained purpose. Now, people were muttering. No, people were muttering because Jesus was operating in his God-ordained purpose. When you and I operate in our God-ordained purpose, people are going to mutter. People going to have all kinds of things to say and all kinds of little. Don't let that stop you, my brother. Don't let that stop you, my sister. Jesus said, look, in verse 10, Jesus said, I understand my God-ordained purpose. Jesus understood his God-ordained purpose. Jesus operated in his God-ordained purpose. That's all Jesus ever operated in. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we operate in our God-ordained purpose, regardless of how people mutter, regardless of how people criticize Regardless of how people don't believe, may you and I want to encourage somebody today. I don't know who God has me talking to. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, operate in your God-ordained purpose. Find out what it is and then operate in your God-ordained purpose. Are people going to mutter? Yes. Are people going to speak evil? Yes. Is there going to be a lot of jealousy and envy? Yes. But Jesus continued to operate in his God-ordained purpose in spite of all of that. I want to encourage you, operate in your God-ordained purpose in spite of all that. People were muttering. They didn't like Zacchaeus. They didn't like Jesus going to his house. They didn't like how Zacchaeus had cheated people. They didn't like that. Jesus understood his God-ordained purpose. Look at verse 10, and we're about to close this message. Jesus said, for the Son of Man. See, now, now, now God said, Robert, deal with that for a minute. Jesus was the Son of God, 100%, and Jesus was the Son of Man. 100%. Jesus was 100% God. Jesus was 100% man. Jesus said, for the son of man. Now you say, apostle, why is that important? It's important, my brother, important, my sister, because Jesus understood exactly who he was. Some of us don't. Some of us forget who we are. Adam forgot who he was in the garden. He he was the head of creation. God had placed him as the head of creation. We look at Genesis chapter 3. He taking instructions from the woman, taking instructions from the serpent. He following it. He was the head. 
You see some husbands today. God has put the husband as the head over the wife. You got some wives running around telling the husbands all kind of nonsense. Go here. Go there. Get this. Get that. Remember who you are. You have some parents, parents that have been put as heads over children and to tell children what to do and where to go and how to do. Some children telling their parents, mommy, give me ice cream. Mommy, do this. Daddy, do that. Do And then parents running away. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. Jesus remember. Jesus knew exactly who he was. Jesus said, I'm the son of man. Jesus knew exactly who he was. Jesus said, I'm the son of God. For the son of man, watch this, came. Jesus said, look, in my purpose, I'm just operating in my purpose. I'm just, Jesus said, look, I'm just operating in my God-ordained purpose. You all may not know it. You all may not believe it, but Jesus said, what I'm doing is operating in my God-ordained purpose. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we operate in our God-ordained purpose. Jesus said, the son of man, Jesus said, that's me. I came to seek and to save the lost. Now, Jesus said, what you come for, that's your business. But Jesus said, I come to seek and to save the lost. Jesus said, I come to do my God-ordained purpose. My prayer for every soul. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. One day, you and I are going to stand before God on judgment. And we're going to give an account whether or not we operated in our God-ordained purpose or not. My prayer for each one of us. May we operate in our God-ordained purpose. You say, Apostle, you keep saying God-ordained purpose. What does that mean? That means do what God put you here to do. You, there are two things that you and I can do in this life. We can operate in our God-ordained purpose or we can operate out of our God-ordained purpose. In our God-ordained purpose will cause the blessings of God to flow and to, to move freely in our life. Out of the our God-ordained purpose will cause the curses of God to operate in our lives. Jesus always operated in his God-ordained purpose. There was never a time that Jesus came out of his God-ordained purpose, not even for a minute. See, we be back and forth sometimes. We in our God-ordained purpose. Sometimes we in our flesh. Sometimes we doing what God want us to do. Sometimes we're not. <sighs> May you and I spend more time in our God ordained purpose that God's name may be glorified Jesus knew who he was knew why he was here and that was exactly what he did he came to Jesus said the son of man that's me came to seek and to save that which was lost that's why I'm here. Jesus said that that was that is me. 
That's why I'm here. He knew who he was. He knew why he was. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we know who we are. And may we know why we are here. You and I are not just here to watch television, not just here to talk on the Internet, social media. We are here with a as children of God. We are here with a God ordained purpose. Adversary does not want you and I to accomplish and to work in our God ordained purpose. Some of you say, Apostle, how you know? I one of the ways I know is the adversary worked very hard to keep God's people away from hearing sound doctrine. Because hearing sound doctrine, you and I are eventually going to hear about our God-ordained purpose. And the adversary does not want that in your life. And he does not want that in my life. But my prayer for you, I pray without ceasing for God's people. That you and I will find out our God-ordained purpose and that we will operate in it. Doing something and doing something that God wants us to do can be two different things. God wants you and I to do what he wants us to do, not just be doing something. Satan is doing something. Satan's children are doing something, but they're not doing what God wants them. We are here as his children to do to say, to think what God wants us to do. Jesus did it. God wanted Jesus to seek and save the law. Jesus came and sought and saved the law. People spoke against Jesus, spoke against his ministry, spoke against his God-ordained purpose. Jesus stayed focused. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we stay focused in the mighty name of Jesus. Stay focused on who God says we are and stay focused on our God-ordained purpose. Seeking and saving the lost is Jesus's God-ordained purpose. It should be your and it should be mine. God-ordained purpose as well. See, We need to be here as children of God also carrying on with this mission to seek and to save the lost. You say, Apostle, how do you seek and save the lost? Well, seek means you go looking for them. You know, why am I on here, on Facebook, on TalkShoe, on YouTube? I'm, I'm hoping that some of you that are lost under the sound of my voice, I'm hoping we, the, God's word can find you and save you. We, we're seeking. We're, we're looking for you. You out there under the sound of my voice, I'm looking for you. God is looking for you. He sent us looking for you. You're like sheep that have gone astray and God is sending his shepherds to go and find you. Seek, go looking for them, save, bring them in. 
bring them in. Seek and save the Lord. Well, we praise God today for everything he has shared with us. Um, God has really shared some great revelation and insight with us. We thank him for who he is, what he does, what he says, what he thinks. Um, we give God praise. We pray that you all have been blessed at the preaching and teaching of God's word. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Listen to as much of God's word as you possibly can. God's word is blessed right by itself. Whether you or I listen to it or not, whether you or I preach it or not, God's word is still blessed. Well, the more of God's words we take in and the more of God's words we do and the more God's words that we meditate on, the more blessed we will be. God's word is blessed. Some of us don't even realize that. We just think that we God's word is just talking. No, God's word is blessed. As we take in God's word, we are taking in blessings. When we operate and act on God's words, we are operating on blessings. Listen, God's word is, is not like any body else's word in creation. God's word is blessed. Jesus said the words that I speak unto you. They, Jesus said, look, they're not just ordinary words. The, Jesus said the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Some of you wonder, Apostle, why you on here like this every day preaching and teaching? Because I realize this is where my blessings are flowing from. The word of God is where it's got my blessings flowing. God's word is blessed. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you're not even feeling right. You don't know what it is. What's problem? And some of you, because you're not hearing enough of God's word. If we don't eat enough food in the natural, we won't feel right. Because in the natural, our bodies are made to take God to take food. Well, if we don't get enough of God's word in the spiritual, we're not going to feel right. Because our spirit, man, is made to take God's word. Some of you are looking at me kind of funny. You understand part of that parable, but the other part, you, you get confused. Some of us, if we don't eat enough food in the natural, eventually we're not going to feel good. Try it. Try it and see. Try not eating for a full day or a full week. See how you feel. You know you're not going to be feeling right in the natural because you're not getting enough food. Well, just like we have a natural man, we have a spiritual man. We got to have enough of God's word in the spiritual to feel okay in the spiritual. So I want to encourage you, eat enough in the natural and eat enough 
in the spiritual, to feel okay, to feel fine. We bless God. We bless God. Seek and save the lost. Zacchaeus was lost. But Jesus found him. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May Jesus continue to find us. When we like sheep have gone astray, gone into crazy places and done crazy things, may Jesus continue to find you and me in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Well, children of God, like my bishop used to say 40 years ago, that's the message. That's the message. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA. Signing out. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will 